One of the things that I love about this job is not only talking to you, but making a connection on, uh, you know, a similar feeling about a, a story that we have. And Jim texted in, emailed in actually at Kelly at 640Toronto.com and said, listening to your show on the way home from Cincinnati, Bill's game last night. Thank you for your kind words and the thoughts about Damar Hamlin's condition and situation. We continue to pray for him and his family. It was so surreal at the game. The coaches, the players, the fans, they didn't want the game to continue. We're so happy that game got postponed. And the Cincinnati fans were amazing and supportive to us, Bills fans, at the game and after. I bet. I don't know how you could continue to play. There's no way you could ask colleagues to get back on that field and play the game. You couldn't ask fans to get back on the field and play the game. And Chris and I, Chris is the producer of the Kelly Contreras show, we're going, we were not watching the game last night, but we watched the replay of the incident because they said, well, if I'm going to talk about it, I need to see it. I did not really want to watch it. But quite frankly, it looked like your average tackle. It didn't look any different until DeMar stood up and then stumbled and fell backwards. Just lay there. Looked very routine. It didn't look like an especially odd angled hit. It didn't look like it came at him with any extra force. Just looked like an average tackle in a football game. But there we have a 24-year-old man, now in critical condition, that suffered from a cardiac arrest. Well, that's what the, uh, the team is saying. And he is in critical condition. His family is thanking everyone for their support, especially for their support uh, for his pet project, which was to give underprivileged kids toys. He set this GoFundMe goal of $2,500. Chris said it's over $3 million because people just wanted to do something to give back, to make you know the family know that they were thinking about DeMar Hamlin. Jack Goodman is uh, an expert in the field of cardiac health and exercise. He is a professor emeritus at the University of Toronto and joins us to talk a little bit about, and it's speculation at this point, Jack, but a little bit about uh, what DeMar could have suffered from uh, when he was tackled yesterday during that Bills uh, game. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, well, thanks thanks for allowing me to be on your show. I, I, I wasn't watching the game either, but I like you and many others who have watched the replay uh, over and over again. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm hesitant to speculate. Uh, what I will say is this. If, if I had to run through a list, uh, if I were teaching uh, a course on cardiac sudden death and exercise and I ran through a list of potential causes uh, in this particular case, the one at the top of the list would be a, uh, a condition where uh, there's a blunt force impact uh, on the heart, and the, the thing is this, your heart beat every second or with, as quickly as it's going uh, during exercise or at rest, it is triggered by an electrical event, and during that electrical event, if you have a sudden cardiac impact that is hard enough and occurs within about a 20 to 40 millisecond window of time, you can trigger a cardiac arrest or a lethal cardiac arrhythmia. So when you look at the replay, no question, there was an impact to the chest, 
I don't know if there's an elbow sticking into the solar, you know, to the chest or not, but it, it, it's a potential cause that would have led to a catastrophic event like that. This so, is like a lightning strike to the chest. I mean, it's that rare, even p- perhaps well, more rare. Yeah, you could line up an awful lot of people and throw a baseball, and it's happened in baseball, it's happened in hockey. You could throw that ball over and over again and hit the target, but unless you hit it at the right, you know, at the perfect worst time, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, you won't elicit that response. This is literally, this could be a case of bad timing, literally, because as you say, you have to have the force there, but that timing is 40 milliseconds long. So what's going on during that 40 milliseconds in the heart? Well, to to describe it as simply as I can, it's during the phase where the heart isn't beating. It's in the recovery, diastole, as it would be called, and the electrical activity of the heart is undergoing a process called repolarization. It's basically a restitution or a normalization of the electrical activity, and it sets up for the next heartbeat, which is triggered by an electrical discharge. And it happens all the time. Every single time the heart rests in between its contraction, whether you're at rest or maximum exercise, you're going through that sequence. But if it's interrupted at that very, very precise moment as uh, that electrical activity occurs, you may trigger that response. And that may have been what happened. And is this known as commodio cordis? Is that pronounced correctly? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. A, uh, a, a variation on that injury is um, a, contus- a contusion, contusio, uh, uh, but that's where there's significant trauma, physical trauma to the heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying that is a possibility or not, but that would, that would involve physical damage to the heart, uh, to, the, to the pumping chambers, to the walls of the heart. Um, but would that affect would that affect getting out the defrib and bringing him back? Because that's essentially what they did. So if you have a situation where the heart is damaged, would that defibrillator work? Well, there's two things at play. One is the arrhythmia, the, the disorganized electrical activity, and that is what the AED would try to restore. Okay. Uh, physical damage, if it if it was if it occurred, and and. If I had to place my confidence in one versus the other, I would place it more on the commodio version, where there's just a blunt impact causing an electrical event. Um, but there's no question that restoring sinus rhythm, a normal heart rhythm, and the electrical activity is critical, and every second counts. And, well, uh, can I ask you about that? You know, every second counts. But he got up. So if we're talking about a 40 millisecond uh, point in time where you basically have to be hit in a certain area of your chest with a, a lot of force that could stop your heart. We saw DeMar get tackled and then stand up and then collapse. So yeah. what's going on in the body at that point? Well, again, uh, uh uh, as the far, farthest out I'd stick my neck in speculation. When you think of, a, as a physiologist, I try to think of the process. And it's very possible that somebody can have a serious arrhythmia 
precipitated. Uh, and even though the heart rhythm is completely off, you still, for those few seconds, are circulating blood to your brain and you know, the rest of your bodily functions are fine. Wow. You stand up. You would stand up, but you are not really pumping blood sufficiently and your blood pressure uh, is not being generated. And you've got a few seconds worth of energy in your brain to keep you conscious mm-hmm. and boom, you go down. So I know we're speculating. So Jack, this could be a case of DeMar gets hit, uh, ha- suffers the arrhythmia, but there's enough blood flowing to his brain to say, you know, go into autopilot of, okay, I'm down. This has happened before. I got to stand up and that's all you can do. Exactly. I mean, there's no, in normal physiology, people can stand up way too quickly from bed or, or a couch if they're lying down and they don't, they have perfectly normal hearts and their cardiac rhythm is fine, mm-hmm. but they stand up and their blood pressure isn't restored quickly enough and they get a little dizzy or sometimes they may even faint. So you can, you can stand up and you've got a few seconds worth of energy in your brain uh, without even getting oxygen where you can be perfectly fine, but then you can fall down. I guess, Jack, the good news is they, the de- defibrillation worked. They got his heart back, you know, uh, on the field, got him moved to uh, a proper hospital so they could deal with it. The question is how long his brain went without the oxygen carried by blood flow. Exactly. And, you know, I, it's, it's all speculation for sure. Uh, the fact that they were able to restore uh, rhythm, of course, saved his life mm-hmm. and there are some, you know, there are some cases where either the support isn't around or it just isn't successful. Uh, AEDs are tremendously important, but they don't always restore the rhythm, the electrical system, uh, and they did. We don't know how long it took. We don't know how, what kind of a gap there was in CPR and then the actual, you know, restore, restoration of the normal cardiac electrical signals. Um, and we can only hope that he's uh, he's going to be fully recovered. So those are his, his care will also involve a full assessment. And you know, there's a, a possibility that he suffered a uh, an acute head injury, which can also trigger a cardiac event. But you no, know, again, we don't know. Yeah, and they're running the test. But I really appreciate you, you know, walking us through what that uh, Commodio Cordis is all about, because I think people are reading about it. It's a lot easier when an expert like you walks us through it and we can wrap our heads around what that means and make it relatable. But uh, fingers crossed that he'll make a full recovery. I know that he's still in, in critical condition in the hospital, and I would imagine they're doing a lot of uh, investigative medicine right now to find out exactly what caused it and where to go next. I would think so. And, you know, uh, people in the stadium and the systems that were in place to allow for a a fast resuscitation, uh, those folks, the emergency action plan that go into into all of that, uh, obviously it worked and somebody or a group of safety conscious people had the right plan in place. And um, let's hope he fully recovers. And ideally, if it was exactly what, uh, some of us are speculating um, he may well have a complete full recovery without any problems but 
We don't know. And that's, well, well, that's let's terrible. hope. Let's hope for that because that's that's best case scenario. Jack, I want to thank you for your time and happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. You're very welcome. Happy New Year to you. Cheers. Jack Goodman is a kinesiology professor who specializes in heart health and sports cardiology at the University of Toronto.